Hello and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. Hello, my friends. Let me tell you about Almost 30. <laughs> started as a conversation. I wonder if our <gasps> listeners can repeat this back to us. It started as a conversation about our about our transition from our, our 20s, 20s to our 30s. And we realized it was so, so much so more than that. that. <laughs> <laughs> do I do that game to Justin all the time? He'll be talking. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and we realized it's so much more, more than, than that. that. And then what? It's um, about freedom and truth. <laughs> no, it was just the whole point of me saying this is that <laughs> welcome to the show. If you're new, <laughs> we're over 30, we're over the hill, mm. but we started this when we were almost 30 and we felt like we wanted to have conversations that were approachable and raw and authentic about health, wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship every once in a while. And we are so glad you're here, especially if you're new. Maybe you're one of our lovely guests community. Welcome to the show. My name is Krista. And I'm Lindsay. Oh man, we were just laughing, hooting, hollering. Have you guys ever felt like you've left your body? Yes. <laughs> In a situation. I had to just come back. I think it's funny how you were just explaining before this, how you all of a sudden catch a glimpse of what you're doing and you realize yes. how stupid it is. Yes. Like we were just talking about something. <laughs> Lindsay's like, do you like that? And I was like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. blah. And then I was like, dude, shut up. This doesn't matter. I just started laughing because I'm like, what are we talking about? What are we about? talking about? So, so often that happens. And and it's actually really fun to like allow yourself to laugh. Yes. Because it kind of breaks it. And then you're like, oh, right, I'm here. Yes. And we don't have to be like, we don't doing need to it be, a certain yes. way or talking a certain way or whatever. Yes. And it is funny when you witness, it's like the witnessing, mm -hmm. you know, finding opportunities in your life where you're just with a loving gaze, witnessing how hilarious some of the things that we do are <laughs> and some of the, the, the things that we talk about, you mm -hmm. know, even when you catch yourself in small talk situations, you're like, I mean, this is me. When I'm in small talk situations, sometimes I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> This is what I love about you because you you really only like to be in like more grounded, deep conversations for the most part. Yes. And in small talk conversations, <laughs> when I spiral. When you, you start to spiral. <laughs> so say, do a small talk. How just are tell you? me something like, about yourself. Um, I just went on a walk this morning. Wow. <laughs> yes, so true. <laughs> she just leaves. <laughs> Wow! I do I go, wow? <laughs> or I'm like, okay, and then, and then what, what emotion was attached to it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, but God. that's why we podcast. That is why we podcast. That is that is the truth. Truly, oh, truly why we podcast. Oh. So in this conversation, um, we had Danette May, who we've been like emailing with for quite some time. Mm -hmm. She is has many mutual friends of ours, which has been so great. I was just living vicariously through her Colorado life. Mm -hmm. And it was great because we got to talk about her new book that she has coming out. It, it is out right now. It just got released a few days ago. And then we got to talk about cacao and we got to talk a lot about her story from being someone that was broke, recently divorced, had lost her son, didn't really know where life was going to go to someone that's super successful with multiple businesses and living with purpose and really a life that she's able to create every day. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important. Um, you know, not it's not in every interview that we ask people to kind of like tell us their whole story, but I I feel like with something like this when our listeners are able to kind of like mm, feel into those really 
dark moments mm-hmm. of rock bottom and how she was able to, in the little moments, kind of pull herself out. So I really loved um, that she took time to kind of track that for us. And then I, I really liked what she does with her husband. She yes. was kind of like, she was detailing that they have uh, weekly sit downs where they express to each other what the other did really well, what they can do better, how um, asking them how I can support you. And if I were to do one to two things to make you feel really good, what would those two things be? And um, I just thought that was, you know, it, it sounds kind of like, oh, we have an appointment every week and we ask each other these questions. But I think that when you're in a relationship and there's so much going on, you have families and businesses and all these things, like it's important to have that really structured check-in to look forward to, to sit down to, to be accountable to. And it's just really good information because you can kind of be losing it as you're like doing all the other things on your to-do list. I think for the thinking of ways to be supported, when we, I was talking to Dr. Sheila, Mm -hmm a little bit ago and she was talking about, you know, potentially having a time where you give yourself, you offer to your partner, like, what is one thing that I can do for you just being in complete service of you? Mm-hmm. And it's weird because as a woman, you're kind of like, or this is just my experience. I have like a little bit of a resistance to that. Mm. Being like, oh, in service to you. It's like almost like a weird program that's kind of running. Yeah. And so it's been actually beautiful because now that Danette's kind of brought this to the forefront too is, I'm going to try and find that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the softness of service. And with our partners, we feel like we're serving them all the time in a weird way, but we're really not. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes you're just like roommates or you're cohabitating Mm -hmm. or you're co-parenting. You're just in the process. So to pull up and be like, I love this person. How can I serve this person is really powerful. And for me, I actually don't, you know, I have to step back and probably think about it tonight. What would it be helpful or how would I like to be served? Mm-hmm. How would I like my husband, Justin, to show up for me if I said, you know, I'd love for you to serve me in this way? I mean, I think he'd ask for a back scratch, literally. <laughs> but what would you ask for? Exactly. I actually yeah. don't know. I need to yeah. think. Yeah, Danette was saying that she once a month has a 24-hour intimacy. But basically, this is a 24-hour period where her husband just just is in complete reverence to her. So whether doing things for her or affirming her or creating experiences for her. And I asked her, I was like, so when's his day where you do the things for her, him? And she said, actually, like he gets so much out of it. Like we don't realize that when we allow our partners, especially like the masculine to serve us and be of service to us, that they get so much out of it. So I thought that was really beautiful. But yeah, I would have to think about it. Yeah, what about you? I feel like with Sean, you know, he is so um, work-focused and that's like one thing I really love about him and that like Mm -hmm. is attractive to, to me. But also I think that it actually, I'm realizing that a love language that is kind of like rising in the ranks is that quality time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think there's, for me, it would be like on a weekly basis where we have like a really solid period of time where we are just kind of like fully immersed in one another. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have, to, I have to think about that. But what I was going to say before is that you saying that we like serve our partners like kind of mm-hmm. naturally all the mm-hmm. time. We kind of feel that way. 
And like, I had a realization in like, just, you know, newly living with Sean where I feel like I'm serving him all the time, Mm. but it's not necessarily like in the way that he's either able to receive it or really wants to receive it, Mm. you know? So I can like make us dinner and I can like whatever, but there are, and it kind of comes back to love languages where I'm like, oh, like what is really important to Mm -hmm. Sean? Like, what is his love language? Have I been like nurturing that? Or is it just what I'm comfortable mm-hmm. with giving? So yes. Yeah. Good thing to I even to. remember when I was little, it's like my mom would be like, I, you know, did this thing. And, and you know, as kids, we didn't really understand what was going on, but we'd be like, we didn't want that. Yes. You know, you yes. know, it's kind of like, and then it felt like this energy. And I don't know if people can re- relate where it's, we felt like we were having to make up for something we never wanted. Exactly, yeah. And I think that can happen a lot energetically sure. between the masculine and the feminine where you're cleaning up around the house, you're doing all these things, and then you have that energy of like, you owe me and I'm doing so much for you, but I don't know if it's like a conscious understanding that the men know mm-hmm. what's happening. Mm-hmm. So I think bringing conscious awareness or attention to the service that you do provide or understanding what service they would like mm-hmm you know, is one of those things or, you know, service in the way of like a back scratch or a walk or whatever it is. And I bet it's more simple than you think. For sure. For sure. But I just loved her sharing that because, you know, I think they've, they've been married for a while now, but to kind of keep that Mm -hmm. in place is, it's pretty impressive, but you can get Danette's book now. It's called Embrace Abundance. Learn more about Danette at DanetteMay.com, at the Danette May. And then her product line, Earth Echo, sustainably sourced superfoods. We love the Cacao Bliss. Mm-hmm. So this is a ceremonial grade cacao. And uh, I'm excited to kind of like amp up my, my cacao ritual because I've kind of lost it. I would love to do that with Justin as mm-hmm. a thing. I've been wanting to do a ceremony with him. And I would love to do a cacao one because... The last time we did it was at our Malibu retreat. And actually we used her cacao. Yeah, that's right. Wow. So we had Danette's um, cacao at our Malibu retreat that we did two years ago. Yep. Um, And we did a, was that the breath work or was that the womb awakening? That was the womb awakening. So it wasn't our retreat. We had a womb awakening, but it was still at um, Calamigos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had a really beautiful cacao ceremony led by Josie of Eleven Healing, who's based out of the UK. Um and it was just so beautiful to see it happen, like just the transformation and the openness that people had. And it was a lot, you know, supported by the cacao. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's very grounding. It's very heart opening. And um, yeah, it can really, I think like also elevate like psychic senses. And yeah. if you're dropping into meditation, this, this can help you drop in more quickly. So uh, Danette goes into this in this episode to explain the benefits um, of cacao, but we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode, you know, really touched you or impacted you, pass it along to a friend. That means a lot to us. This is how we grow. And if you're called, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, it means the world. Almost30.com, Almost30podcast on Instagram. Make sure to give us a follow. And then this fall, we have exciting things coming up for Podcast Pro. So we're going to be supporting people in launching the podcast of their dreams. And then also supporting those that have a podcast that want to grow and monetize. So stay tuned for that. It is going to be so much fun. Our Mm -hmm. accelerator program last year was incredible. We love our accelerator grads. 
very much. So stay tuned and we'll keep you posted on Podcast Pro Things. Yeah. Enjoy this episode and we'll see you on the other side. We love you. Major announcement from Almost 30. We are hosting Space Camp on January 28th. This is our favorite event of the year. Camp Almost 30 has gotten a little bit of a rebrand because we were feeling like, I think we're ready to really go there (laughs) with our community. So we are welcoming guests who we feel have really taken us to a whole other planet in our interviews and in our conversations with them. So guests like Brie Melanson, she is going to be doing a workshop on psychic development, find and tap into your gifts. She is a teacher and channel and one who has really been such a support and teacher for Chris and I throughout the years. We are welcoming Jordan Younger. So she is going to help us find our galactic origins. She is the podcast host of the Balanced Blonde podcast. She's an author. She's a spiritual teacher. We're also welcoming Lee Harris, who recently was on the podcast in a two-part episode, and he is going to channel the Z's live for us. How special. He does not do this often, so we feel very, very, very lucky. And we will also be welcoming Sandra Walter. So she is going to be teaching on Ascension 101, the crystalline grid and higher realm support. She is so special. She's a light worker and teacher and has been on the podcast. And Krista and I are going to be sharing a very, very, very special experience, heavenly coated Reiki infused sound bath. And I'm excited for you all to join us. So this is happening on January 28th from 10 to 2 p.m. PST. Make sure you sign up. Space is limited, but it's absolutely free. Absolutely free. We're excited to welcome you. And this is the kickoff to membership opening. So membership is going to be open indefinitely now. So you can join membership for six months at a time and really, really focus uh, and support your growth. It is our favorite place to just come and be ourselves and really get super intimate with you all, more intimate than on the podcast. So I'm excited for you all to join the membership, but head to almost30.com slash space dash camp. That's almost30.com slash space dash camp, space dash camp. (laughs) Say that 30 times. Almost30.com slash space dash camp to sign up for camp. Absolutely free. We will see you on January 28th. Well, I'm excited that you're here. I feel Same. like this is this is a long time in the making. Before we were talking about how you live in Colorado, which sounds like heaven, just living like it out in the mountains, <laughs> living in the green, living in nature. Have you been, have you always lived in nature? Like, have you always. always lived really? I grew up with four brothers out on a farm in nature. Like, wow. and I grew up with animals as my friends. Right. Oh, and then it just kind of evolved from there. I've always lived in the mountains. What kind of animals? Oh. Horses, sheep, dogs, mm. a duck. Had a duck at one time, a deer at one time. Yeah, I've had different animals for sure. Wow. I love that. Wow. Was, and what did that like, what did that instill in you from a, a young age? You know, that you've I carried with you. Yeah. I mean, I think for sure just this energy that I feel like I pull from nature that's just was innate because it came from childhood. And you know, honestly, I think I'm good with myself, mm. like I'll being by myself a lot. Um, and I think that was because I was by myself a lot. 
Yeah. So you just start to get really yes. comfortable with that. Lindsay's nodding. I know. I'm like, me too. Yeah, I'm such a loner, dude. She's like, by it makes myself, people feel uncomfortable. I can hang. <laughs> it doesn't make people feel comfortable. It's just funny because I'm not at all. I know. We're, we're opposites in that way. We're but, opposites in that way. But I'm, she brings out the, that in me and... Do I bring that that in you? No, not yet. Okay, later in life. But I think being alone and being good with yourself, it's actually something that not everyone has. And it is really a skill that you have to learn to like be okay in silence, be okay being quiet, mm-hmm. be okay not distracting yourself with a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Was there, you know, a journey? Like what was the journey to getting to a place where you're like, oh no, I'm good like with myself. I'm good feeling alone. Like I'm good with the person that I am. I, th- I don't think I ever really had to learn it because it it's always just been a part of my life. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really remember learning it. I think it just was instilled, you know, as mm-hmm. we, <laughs> we didn't have a lot of money. So obviously we didn't have TVs, phones. I mean, I was, I think in my late 20s when I first got a phone. That's crazy. Wow. So just operating on a different, I, I know it's different now. At the time, it didn't really feel like I was different. <laughs> just, it was. One of the reasons why I was so excited to have you on is because you're so... It's like you have so many different facets of who you are and how you express yourself, like in health and fitness, as a business person, as a coach, like as a motivational speaker, you have all of these things. And I think there's a lot of women within our community or people that are listening that feel like they don't know how to fully express themselves in multiple different ways or they don't feel like it's okay. What has been your path with that? You know, you said you grew up on a farm. So you go from growing up on a farm, not really having access to technology, to all of these things. Like, I'd love to hear more about your journey. Well, you know, that's, I, I appreciate you celebrating that part of me because there was a part of me that wondered from a business standpoint if it was okay to be all of that I felt because it's almost like some people tell you, be, be in a niche. You know, you've got mm-hmm. to be niched and you need to be that. So then people know how to identify and how you're showing up to serve. And I was like, I don't even, but I have so much to me that I want to share and I want to explore and experience. So thank you for saying that. And mm-hmm. that's what I would just tell anyone right here and now is like, you're going to evolve and things are shifting and just like always just honoring that next best step of where you're supposed to go. And it's going to look like, like a lot of different things and it, and that's okay. Like, just keep honoring that part of you. But um, my journey's interesting. I, I'm still, I, I kind of am interested in myself because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm on it and I'm watching it. But, um, you know, I, I think as a little girl, even though I grew up with animals and not really a lot of friends and just brothers, I always knew there was something with me with women. And that might sound weird, but I remember singing to the sheep. I would like go out and sing to them, but I would always feel this thing of like, I was singing to women. So bizarre, but Mm. it's the truth. Oh, I love that. And Mm. as I got older, you know, and I got married really young, I had this child really young. And then I had, was pregnant with my second child. And that's the one that passed away. I was already engrossed down this path that did not feel in alignment with my soul at all. But I was walking this path because it was the path that, kind of was brought up within me that you get married young, you have children young, you could be a good wife, you be a good mom, and that is your purpose. Mm. And even though that is part of my purpose, I felt so much rumblings of even more. And, you know, that's the passing of my son was really the first moment of me waking up and going, 
I'm going to start just being me because I feel really crappy about my life right now. So I'm going to just start being me. Um, And that was the start. And that's what led me through a really difficult divorce. It led me to financial ruin. And then it really catapulted me into what people would call rock bottom or whatever. And Mm. that's when I was like, well, I've disappointed my family. I've disappointed so many people in my life. I'm like, I'm just going to try to do what feels good for me. And that was really the start of it. And that's when I started to really listen to what other people have done that had gone through hard things. How, what did they, what were the steps they took? And that I really took them on as mentors and started implementing those tools and, and the rest just started catapulting into these businesses, these business connections. You met Craig, that's literally, I started doing meditations and then I started calling in business partners and people look and go, call, this is quite miraculous. It is, Mm -hmm. it is miraculous. Mm -hmm. And I used a lot of energy that people don't talk about a lot, um, especially in my business circles. They talk about funnels and very business practical things, but I did a lot energetically to be lined up with certain people that know those things Mm -hmm. that I didn't know. So. Yeah, I want to circle back to that because I find that that feels very unique to me, just kind of like circumventing the typical ways in which we're going to build a business. But I do want to just touch on, I mean, yes, everything you said feels like the ultimate rock bottom. And what like, what kept you together? You know, I feel like there has to be something just kind of like pulling you forward, whether, you know, it's faith or hope or like yeah. what what was that like inner yeah understanding that like you could take another step forward or wake up the next day yeah you know even in the passing of my son like in that moment i literally felt angels and i'll not tear up mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's my truth and i know people lose children and go through really hard times and they don't necessarily feel that and it doesn't mean anything's wrong with them or that they're less special it just I've always known there's these forces of good, even in the hard and even in the suck. And I think that force of good, you know, I even felt energy of like Napoleon Hill. I would read quotes from Napoleon Hill and I would feel like presence. And, you know, whether I made that up or not doesn't matter Mm -hmm. because ultimately it was what drove me forward. And I do feel like there are angels and there's seen unseen forces and we can call it God, whatever you want to call it. But I've always kind of known that Mm. they're there and yeah, I'm in the sock, but um, I'm not alone Mm. and there must be a reason for it. Mm. Yeah, that's huge. I think that's what I always think about with angels and aliens and God and so much of that. It's like, what is the harm? I think with religion, it can get funky. So that's outside of my version or relationship with God. So religion kind of brings in the parts that can bring negative. But for me, like my relationship to God only brings beautiful things. So if God doesn't exist, then it's given me hope. It's given me purpose. It's helped me be a better person, a better citizen, like all of these things. And I think that's what's beautiful about like belief in spirituality, belief in angels, belief in all these things. It's like, it only brings like peace. And it only brings calm. And there is like an undeniable force that you can feel that's like, whoa, there is something else here. There's something else going on. And my hope, you know, in life is for everyone to experience or feel something that is supernatural and mystical and 
fantastical so they can sort of believe and see that there is things on the other side and there is these like mystical, beautiful forces. When with faith and with, you know, belief in angels and belief in God, besides the passing of your son, like how do you, what other situations did you feel like you felt the presence of something bigger? I mean, I feel it every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, I call upon these forces when I have a big dream in my heart now. Like it may be my life doesn't look like chaos, but it doesn't mean I'm still not that little girl that's like, oh, I have this like idea of what I want to like bring an offering to the world. And it feels really juicy and it feels really hard. And it feels like I don't know, have all the right pieces. And I'll ask, like, can you guide me? Can you connect me? Can you be those missing link pieces for me? And I see that happening all the time. And I think that's the beautiful gift right now is that knowing that we actually can access this stuff mm-hmm. and we can ask. And a lot of times we just forget to ask. And even myself, mm-hmm. just asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, can, I actually do too. Mm-hmm. I think that's, been, that's a huge lesson actually. It's just asking. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like take this from me. Even when I'm having anxiety or I'm just feeling like I'll have these loop thoughts about things and I'm like, take this from me. Mm-hmm. Take it from me. You know, yes. take this stress from me, take this problem from me. And even problems that you have or situations in business or friendship, it's like, yeah, take this from me, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and just relieve me from whatever this is. Let the lesson integrate peacefully and help me to move on. Yeah. 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 There, I feel like there have been times where like it's a period of, whether it's a few days, a week or whatever, where and this doesn't happen as often, but like I don't pray or I don't like call on my guides before mm-hmm. we sit down to do an interview. And I, and you notice like either there's more anxiety, there's mm-hmm. more lo- the loop thoughts, there's more, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much like self-questioning rather than just that simple, that simple ask um, to something greater. So I loved that in the book coming out, um, there was a chapter on stories we tell ourselves. And I just can imagine that you've had to look at these stories throughout your life and especially what you've gone through and rewrite them. I would love to just talk about that idea of the stories we tell ourselves and how you've been able to yeah, rewrite them for yourself, but also just like live that new story. Wow. Yeah. I I feel like I'm constantly rewriting because it seems like the more I try to do inner work, like work on my inner business, it's like, wow, God, I got another one that I didn't Mm -hmm. even know I had, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But for me, I mean, at the earlier days, I mean, I had so many stories and so many stories around wealth, so many stories around relationships, Mm -hmm. around sex, around intimacy, around how a good mom versus not a good mom, uh, like tons of stories. And so for me, what I did is I just will literally write down my belief system based off the projection I'm seeing today, right? So if it's, you know, good moms don't work outside the home, that was a story that was ingrained in me somehow. Mm-hmm. So running a lot of business, uh, lots of businesses and having children at home, it was like an incongruency within my system, right? So that's like one example or... It's hard to make a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Another story. Da, 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 da. Like you can go down and then you like go to the opposite. Like, well, is that true? Mm-hmm. And what would feel like a good story? I'm a beautiful mom and I'm making another offering outside the home and I'm showing them an example. That feels like a really beautiful story in an alignment with myself. Or actually, you can call upon extra powers and help 
And $100 million is no different than $10 million. You know, you can read, and then I would write mm-hmm. down those news stories that felt in a little juicy, but also not necessarily a lie, like, because the other one's not necessarily a truth either. So what felt incongruence? And so I would write them down. And I do this quite a lot. Like I'm checking in all the time. Like, okay, this is the story. This has to be the story because this is what I keep jumping into or mm-hmm. pushing into. And then writing a new one and then I'll repeat it. So then I don't just write it. I will actually, so I go on, it's non-negotiable. I go out for nature hikes every day, Mm -hmm. most most times, multiple times. And I will repeat those statements as I'm walking, moving my body out in nature. And I feel like that's Mm -hmm. so simple, but it's been really profound in my life. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like is happening there? In nature? Yeah, like when you're in nature moving, saying those things. (laughs) (laughs) you know for me if I'm really feeling it I feel like every tree is an ancestor Mm. so they are taking my words I'm infusing my energy and the energy of the connection with every tree and for me that's trees like and I know that we're it's every stone it's I mean I know that on Mm -hmm. a very like conscious level Mm -hmm. but for me, I can feel it with trees. So I, I sense that there's a connection and a collaboration. And sometimes even when I'm walking, I'm like, I can feel them all behind me, like marching with me. And they're like, mm. yes, yes. Every time I'm saying it. Mm. I feel like trees too just want to be recognized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't too. Yeah, I feel like they just want <laughs> you to say like, hi, you know, I love yeah. Yeah. hugging them. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. That's so life. Good. That's, yeah, that's like such beautiful parts of life that, you miss out on when you're younger that you enjoy when you're older is nature, you know, like admiring nature. Like Lindsay and I went on a walk this morning and we're mm-hmm. like looking at every plant, yeah. watching the turtles, like looking at the dew on, <laughs> on these like blades of grass. It's that's nice. There's so much friendship. Oh yeah. yeah. There's so much beauty in life outside of our phones and outside of the things that we think life is all about. And I really do think that that's, a beautiful meditation too, to sort of move your body while you're saying these things. And I think there's something there where oftentimes we have the, you know, the affirmations or we'll be doing the subconscious reprogramming. And there's almost like the final layer Mm -hmm. of like the integration in the body and in the body cells that needs to happen and stuff like that. And I think that's powerful for our listeners to think about, you know, when you're doing some of that rewriting of the stories in your mind, Mm -hmm. maybe it's movement, maybe it's dance, Mm -hmm. maybe it's swimming, whatever it is, but it might be nice to sort of have the body involved. Yeah, the moving of the cells, the oxygen through the cells. I sense there's a correlation as well. Mm -hmm. 100%. I'm not sure if you know this, but one out of eight couples struggle with infertility. It's kind of staggering. Most people don't know and or aren't ready to talk about it. And the thing is, we really need good data and information about our bodies in order to have informed conversations with our doctors and make the best decisions for ourselves and for our future. Sometimes we can be so lost in the shame of it all that we forget to really take action and figure out our best options. And that's why Modern Fertility was created. I've been having fertility conversations with a lot of you in my DM, so I'm excited to talk about Modern Fertility. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home, major, major, with a simple finger prick. You mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get personalized results within six 
business days, okay? And you'll get insight into your hormone levels, like your ovarian reserve, aka if you have more or fewer eggs than average for your age, and other important factors that can impact your fertility. The results really go deep into what every hormone means. And you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps. Just to give you a sense Traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600, but Modern Fertility tests the same general set of hormones at a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash almost 30, you can get $30 off your test. Plus you can get reimbursed for the test through your FSA, HSA. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make that decision that's right for you. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $30 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash almost 30. This is limited time. So take advantage now. That means your test will cost $149, which is really, really great. Hormone testing at a fertility clinic, again, can cost three times as much. Get $30 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash almost 30. That's modernfertility.com slash almost 30. You mentioned the money stories, and I'm just curious, you know, and you mentioned that at one point you didn't have any money and had a family and just hit that rock bottom. How how did you even begin to like rebuild that and trust that what you have to offer the world and the service that you provide? I don't mean service, but like the thing I mean, like in Mm -hmm. service to people, because I feel like you are just beautifully serving your community. Like, how did you kind of equate that to like, okay, I can, I can make money and provide for my family by doing this. Yeah. You know, cause yeah, like I said, I had $47 at one point being a single mom with two kids and sold all the furniture. Like I've, I've Were you lived. Working? Oh, I was a trainer. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, I would, I had my clients, yeah. but I was also supporting these kids and, you know, I just, I was living off <laughs> ramen I was living off mm-hmm. like very limited stuff, um, borrowing Wi-Fi from the walls and the neighbors, Wi-Fi, like tinfoil for the antenna for the kids as two stations to watch like the big red dog, things like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, I had a lot of work to do around money, um, my money mindset and abundance in general. And so it started f- at first with reading books. I would. I literally went to the library. Didn't buy books. I went to the library and checked out books. And I, I think um, it's gonna evade me right now. There's like these books. I mean, there's a lot of them, right? You can do Waddle Wallace. Like I remember Napoleon Hill was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I read everything of Napoleon Hill. What are some of Napoleon Hill's books? I actually, well, don't know. Think and Grow Rich is the mm-hmm. most got infamous it. one, right? Got but it. he's got principles on success. He's got, I mean, you can go digging and digging wow. and he has so much. And then he'll talk about Wallace Waddles and his, trying to think of the title of that book, but it literally had a statement in there that was like, you not make, and this was kind of a religion card mm-hmm. for me and I needed it because mm-hmm. I grew up thinking that people that had a lot of money were not holy or they didn't have good intentions. Mm-hmm. So I read to wrestle with that, right? So And in his book, he was like, you are not being religious. You are not acting in the highest favor of God if you are 
not making the money that you're meant to be making to help the people you need to make help. Mm. And that hit me. For some reason, it hit me and I, and that was like a, a click for me. But uh, I read a lot of books. I listened to a lot of conferences. And when I read the books, a lot of times they had assignments inside the books. Like, write this down, do this. I did all the assignments. Wow. And I think that's another key because there's assignments in a lot of books, but people don't really do them. They read the book. <laughs> they're like, mm, that was good. That felt kind of good. But they don't really go deeper and do the work. And I think that made a difference. Yeah. And it was over time of really using affirmations, really writing my old beliefs and writing new beliefs and and trying to feel into who am I going to be if I have a lot of money? Am I really going to change? Are these old stories true? And and I think over time, that's when it starts to click. But I didn't, I do know that it took the mindset before it ever was going to kick off, right? I mean, it wasn't like the business has grown just because of our funnels and because of our email list and because of our strategy. I know it was energy for sure too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talked about that earlier. What are the energetic, like what are your energetic rituals for supporting the business? You know, for people listening, how can they apply some of those principles of understanding energy within business? And especially if they're working in a business with a lot of men, like what's that, what conversation's happening there? Because a lot of times men don't really understand. Yeah. And I work with primarily men. I mean, on the high level. I mean, a lot of our employees are female, but <laughs> so for me, it's one knowing that you're, and, and this is, I would say this for anyone who's in a business or starting a business, ensure it's a sole business. I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways to make a lot of money that really have no like big impact on the world, truly. And I don't, I don't think that's really the purpose. I really don't. I really mm-hmm. think that we're here to contribute something, leave mm-hmm. it a little better than we left it to fulfill our own cup of what feels good. Um, and money's just in and out. Like that's not the purpose. And so really having a deeper purpose, I think that's first. And that's energy just in itself doing right by what you're bringing out into the world. Um, That's number one. And then number two, like I said, I literally call upon outer powers. Um, And when I say outer powers, I would say that those powers are even me. I mean, I I don't know if I, I can speak all this language, but I don't fully, fully know. But it's like, I feel like if we believe in oneness, then the things that I think are outside of me that are really great are actually me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so really calling upon that extra help mm-hmm. every single day. Are these rituals built within your business on the everyday, like with your team? Like what is that? What does that look like? Okay, so with team, so these are personal mm-hmm. and Craig and I, uh, my business partner, we will set intentions for like every week. So, and I think intentions, everything. So setting an intention, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'll, I'll decide to do something in business and I question like, what, what's the why behind this? Is it because it sounds great or it's like the new shiny thing or is there a deeper why? So checking in always with the why, is that a soul call or is this just an ego call or is this mm-hmm. just a call because you think everyone else thinks you should do this or it's the good idea? So checking in always on these decisions. And then, and at the early days, you know, that was someone coming to me and being like, you could make so much money if you send this email. And I would, I would check in and I'd be like, actually, I don't really want my followers to consume that product. Danette, I think you can kind of reword it in your brain. It's going to make you a lot of money. You guys need to start getting your legs off, you know, off the ground. And I always held true to it. And I think in the end that I was playing a longer game 
And I just never sent anything in email that wasn't in resonance, even if it would make a lot of money. And so that's how it started. And now it's today. So with the team today, because we are all virtual... So we do a, a weekly meditation to de- together because mm. some of them, everybody's on different scales of whether they love it or not. But, you know, we do it as a team. And I think regardless of whether they love it or, re- or even believe in it, they're feeling it. Mm-hmm. So they're there. And um, so we do that. And then we do dream mapping. Have you heard of dream mapping? Mm-hmm. It was so fun to do. We could even do it at the end yeah. of this if you want. But it's literally as if I was sitting down with you guys six months or a year from now, as if like we were here and we were looking back from six months to a year now and we're talking as if all the things happened Mm. that were so, have you done this before? Excited about. So I'd be like, oh my gosh, Lindsay, you have this new show. I don't even know what your Mm -hmm. goals are, but I'd be like, (laughs) you have this new show. It's amazing. And all these people are watching and you're able to say all the things you want to say and you're creating a movement all around the world and opening them up to these new ideas. I cannot believe this happened and all the right connections happened and mm-hmm. you were connected. And so we we bang off each other, all the dreams that are in our hearts as if they happen and we get excited and our eyes get big and that we're each sharing and we do that as a team mm. and it creates, like it's almost, a, it's happened and it creates this energy within the team and within yourself. Wow. Yeah. That feeling in the body, I think, yeah. is mm-hmm. so powerful mm-hmm. to be able to almost feel the emotion that yeah. you're genuinely excited or you are brought to tears or yeah. you're able to just vibrate at that. With, with that, so are, so I would write it down. I just want to get specific for people. So I would write it down and then give it to you and you would be like, and you would read it to me as if it happened. Yeah, or you would say it to me. Okay. You'd be like, tonight, I can't believe this. This was just an idea six months ago, but this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. Mm. Wow, okay. Yeah, you, you could do it with say the it team. too. Yeah. So you guys meditate, you do dream mapping. Is there anything else that you do? That's, That's super really cool. Well, tactically, you know, we're on Slack. So we have yes. what we call a daily scrum. So everyone gets to write one to three things that are going to get accomplished that day and or week. So everyone can see and hold each other accountable to these mm-hmm. these action plans that are going to move the needle forward. And it's not like you can be like, well, it didn't happen or everyone can see. So I, that's a very tactical, yes. practical thing, but we do that as well. I think that's mm-hmm. intention too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. having just the intention of what you're doing. And I, I was thinking about in um, a little bit earlier when you were talking about practices that you've done. And I was thinking about how just writing down and getting clear on the intention for the day helps me to just stay focused with everything. What are some practices you do as like a business owner, as a mom, you're married, you have friends, like how do you manage all parts of your life? And what are some of your non-negotiable self-care or just life strategies that you use? Yeah, I have actually some non-negotiables and and they have shifted a little bit, but there are some that have stayed the same. And one is absolutely nature time. So I don't care if it's snowing. I don't care if it's raining. Um, I'm always out in nature. And I think that's because it reminds me of my breath. It reminds me of I'm connected to something bigger than myself. And it gets me out of my head and into the spirit realm in my mind. So um, non-negotiable is nature time. Another non-negotiable for me is something green that came from the earth every day. So I try not to give too many rules around nutrition for me. And this is what I try to teach other people is like, just do something that came from Mother Earth only. Like it can be a concoction of different greens, but there has to be something green and dark in there. Mm -hmm. So I do that every day, Mm -hmm. no matter if I'm traveling Mm -hmm. or whatnot. So that's just an easy non-negotiable. And the other one is gratitude. I mean, 
this isn't something that I obviously came up with because I mean, all the greats of the greats have talked about this and it's it's just something that we can do. And I think a lot of times people do it and then they forget and then they do it and forget. But the greats, the greats didn't forget. Like they did gratitudes every single day and ideally in the morning, like really filling myself up before the kids, like in the early days when my youngest or the younger, they would get up like as soon as they could smell you awake. <laughs> it was like 5.30 in the morning. Like, no. So I'd literally get up 4.30, 5 a.m. because I really wanted that mm-hmm. sacred time. And so I do soul writing in the morning. And I honestly, like part of that is just pouring out gratitude. And there's always something to be grateful for. And, it, and honestly, it just what you focus on expands. So simple, mm-hmm. simple stuff, but it's, it's really what, what's working for me. Mm. And being in business with your husband, how have you found that to be? Has that yeah. been kind of like an evolution and a, just kind of like a recalibration of your personal relationship? You know, I it's when we, we found each other through business. Mm. So we started out of the gate mm. in business together. So I don't even know what it's like. So I always tell him, I'm like, the part we should be worried about is like, when we don't do talk business together, because mm-hmm. we do business really well together. And I know that's not the case for everyone. And we speak at a lot of business masterminds around this because we have some really juicy things that we do as partners. And it's a lot about passion and a lot about sex, but I think is in a different realm of business that keeps all of it tied together really beautifully. But at the beginning, or I have to say the first year, it was not super smooth. And we were kind of newly married. We're navigating, he's navigating being a father to these girls. He's now a husband and he's, we're also doing business. And the business isn't like awesome, right? It's not like generating awesome money or anything. It's like gritty, it's dirty. And so it's not, it wasn't super easy. And he was massively controlling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, well, you cannot control me. So we were bumping and bumping. And I, if you were to ask him, because all of a sudden it just, we would have deep conversations about it and it just shifted. And he said, I just decided one day, because we were like, okay, it's either the marriage or the business. Like, mm-hmm. and obviously it's going to be the marriage. So we got to find another partner for Jeanette in it. I was literally reaching out to some of our friends that are in the space mm-hmm. and being like, do you want to partner with me? Because mm-hmm. I'm moving Greg out. And he just one day goes, I decided I'm going to let Jeanette do whatever she wants. I'm not going to ask. And the business just took off from there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I honestly can say not just because he's my husband, he is the best business partner. And it's been awesome since. But we do our own things and we communicate well and we also keep the love really tight. Mm. Yeah. What do you mean when you say love, keep the love tight? We have, like, for example, we have these 24-hour, we'll call them intimacy dates. (laughs) And Mm. we do these very strict non-negotiables. So every week we sit down and we grade our relationship. So we ask specific questions. We document everything. So it's like every week on the very simple level, it's like, how, how, what did I do well this last week? Where could I have improved? What can I support you on this week? Like, how can I show up? What would be one to two things that if I did, you would know that I really care about you and that I'm thinking about you. Mm. And then, and we literally keep it simple. So that's every week, every day, it's either a bath or a walk in nature and the bath is not sexual, but it's like connecting time, Mm -hmm. just connecting about the day. And then once a month is an 24 hour intimacy date. And this is where he is honestly honoring me as like, we use this word goddess, but like, mm-hmm. 
if I were your queen or I was your goddess in your eyes, like what would you set up? Like, would you set up roses in the bath? Would you set up like some kind of special thing? Um, whatever it is, but it's for 24 hours of being completely honored. And I'm telling you that is sounds fun, but I'm telling you on a very deep spiritual level to have someone honor you for 24 hours, like only pleasuring and not thinking about their pleasure. What would make them feel like the ultimate queen for 24 hours? Like it doesn't stop. And it, it, brings out a part of you that's mm. like powerful mm-hmm. and they feel it and it just magnetizes not only the relationship but it magnetizes the business if you're doing business together it magnetizes everything mm. and does he have one for like does, yeah do you have one where you do it no. for him okay but <laughs> you're like that's my life <laughs> and we were just talking about it because we were at a business conference mm-hmm. and so many people they had a speak around this at a different one but a lot of people keep asking us about it. And that's the big question. Like, what about him? And it's, and he's like, everyone's missing the point mm. because I get so much out of this. They think that they have to return it. But when you give, it's like, you're getting it back. Like you are, yeah. obviously the woman opens up in a way that she hasn't opened up before. Mm-hmm. So you're receiving that. Yes. And, and so it, that's the point is he mm. is receiving more than he ever would. Like it's, he he definitely knows it doesn't feel obligatory. Mm. So when you do give, it's like, whoa, she's doing this because she feels it, not because she thinks she needs to do it. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. What's some examples of some of the 24 hours, like things you've done? Oh man. Well, we just had one because uh-huh. we try to group them on when we have to travel because then it's something new too because yes. it's a little easier to get into it when it's a new location. Yes. yes. So for this one, for example, he has obviously, it's simple what this one was because he had like strawberry dipped chocolates mm-hmm. or yeah, ch- uh, strawberries that are dipped in chocolate, champagne delivered to the room. He let set up these massages and then had made sure they did the, like these simple things get me mm-hmm. like the front chairs that overlook the ocean. He made sure that we got those front chairs, you know, calling ahead to like, be like, I want her to have the best and can she mm-hmm. have the best massage person? And then he makes sure the best dinner. And then he's massaging me after the massage and like running a bath and putting like, brings rose petals in a bag and puts them in the bath. Like these little things for me are the bigger things, but every woman's a little different. So you have to communicate with your man, like Mm -hmm. what really fills you up. But for me, it's him packing the rose petals, knowing that he like got my favorite sauce. Oh, he also got these oils, but I like organic oils. I don't want some... Mm -hmm sex oils from some sex store. Yes. I want like <laughs> yeah. I want yes. the natural high quality. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, the woo more play. Yeah. <laughs> so like him doing that and like mm-hmm. sourcing that, um, that means a lot to me. Yes. Yeah. The thoughtfulness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. The listening. Yeah. With the grading, how, because if people were going to implement something like that, the grading system or at the end of the week, how do you get your ego out of it? You know, how do you make it so it's, helpful and not hurtful. Yeah. Like an opportunity for passive, passive aggressiveness or yeah. Yeah. Well, first off you would want to do it in a neutral space, right? So 
it's set on a certain day at a certain time. So the odds of anyone coming in charged are already diminished, right? So you're not having this conversation with them. You're like, well, actually you've just kind of messed up. So we need to talk. Yes. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this is ours is Sunday at 3 p.m. So we it's usually sitting outside in the summer. So it's beautiful. There's been no charged emotion most likely. And and so it's also just the way you communicate, right? So we're both setting an intention that we're just, we love each other and we're trying to grow from this because there are times when he has said things that I'm like, that stinks that mm-hmm. I showed up that way. And that kind of sucks. And I also feel really justified in how I showed up, but you mm-hmm. just hold your tongue, right? Like you listen and you go, I hear that. And so we definitely use what we call completion conversations in our conversation. So it's like, I would like to get complete with you. Can I? And then, so they share what happened and your only job is to listen and not be like, well, I did it because of this. Cause that's usually how I want to show up mm-hmm. truly. Like I want to be like, well, <laughs> this, this, and this happened to justify it, but you don't. And you really try to feel into like, how did that make them feel mm. more than your justification for it? Even though you might be right, doesn't matter. You're just sharing and listening to him say, okay. And then you go, oh, I understand how you feel. Because if that happened to me, and I know an example, and it looked like this when it happened to me, and it made me feel like this, is that how I made you feel? And then they're like, yeah, that actually, that's actually how it made me feel. Mm. Then they go, oh, wow she really listens to me or he listens to me. They get it. They get what I'm feeling. It's not about the actual action. It's about, do you get how it made me feel? And then you can go in the future, I'll be aware of this. And then you can say, are you complete? And then they can say, yes, I'm complete or no, I'm not complete. And you need to keep providing examples of how you possibly made them feel from your own examples of how someone had maybe treated you that same way. Mm. So you see how that works? Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it diminishes that drama or that pinpointing. But trust me, like there's been times when we've had these like check-in times and it's been a little heady. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, oh, I'm so justified in this. And I have to keep remembering and using my tools to be like, it's not about that right now. It's about really letting him know how it made him feel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can you repeat what you ask each other on that day? Just... Mm -hmm. Just yeah, yeah, so yeah. People yeah, try totally. this at home. Yeah. So write this down, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so and and I don't know if what order I did it in, but it's like you go, what did I do right? What did I do that was well? And you should start probably with that one because it's still, it feels really good to hear like this is what you did and this is what made me feel really good. What could I have done better on? And that's also it's not like something that I did wrong. It's like mm-hmm. what could I have done better on? And then how can I show up this week? What do you have on your plate this week? How, how can I support you? And then you go a little step further because then it gives us someone an opportunity to be like, well, I have this many podcasts, I have this meeting, I have this. And you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm also going to be starting my period and mm-hmm. I'm going to have all these emotions. I just need you to give me a hug and I need you to tell me I'm pretty and I need you to just be like, you got this, babe. And that's mm-hmm. it. Like that's stuff that they're like, Got it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Task them. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you go, if I were to do one or two things to mm. make you feel loved, what would those be? And then you can just put them in your memory bank and then you can act on one or two of them that week and they'll be like over the moon, right? Mm. Yeah. No. And I also think it brings brings us out of our heads a little bit mm-hmm. when we're able to have these really open conversation mm-hmm. about what's working, what's not. Because, you know, especially I think in newer relationships, but I think some more seasoned relationships have this too, where like there's so much that's unsaid and then the energy just gets a little funky and you get to a place where you're like, how the fuck did we get here? 
Yeah. How did we get here? And Mm -hmm. so these like regular, almost scheduled check-ins are so, so important. Um, As far as like just keeping on the relationship piece, you know, I feel like bringing money into the equation with some relationships can get a little bit funky. Was that always an open conversation with you both because the business was kind of first with your relationship or how did you navigate that? Yeah, you know, money's never really been that big of an issue other than he would call me out on stuff because I had money blockages. Mm -hmm. For example, oh, how many years ago was it? It was when we weren't really doing what we're doing now for sure, financially. And we got invited at the time, it was the Ritz to go to this 10-year anniversary and everybody was staying there. And I was like, we can't afford to stay there. I'm going to book this other place and ride a stupid bike that they give us up a hill and be all sweaty to this venue. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I remember that happening. And I was like, well, at least we get free cookies. And he was like, I think you need to check your money story. Like you're 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 justifying us booking here because we get a free cookie, like to save a hundred dollars a night. Like, mm-hmm. and that might have been justified if we really needed to save a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. but it was more in my head. And then when we moved into our new home, I went literally bought the plastic ten dollar garbage cans, and he was like, for the rooms, and he was like, what makes you think you can't have a metal one with a lid on top? Mm-hmm. He's like, you really got to work with your money story, you know, mm-hmm. like little things like that. So we would bump into things like that. But it was always really, fu- always felt like he was right. And it wasn't hurtful. It was just like, ah, dang, I think I'm there, but then I'm not. Like mm. little things like that. And I remember getting older with furniture. And did you know that the drugs we take to manage period cramps were invented in the 1950s and exclusively tested on men? <laughs> what? It's literally outrageous that there hasn't been more innovation when it comes to periods. Deloon is changing that with dietitian formulated solutions that relieve our symptoms while actually supporting cycle health. Because our cycles affect every aspect of our wellness, period pain, mood, sleep, skin, metabolism, energy, and more. I, I don't know about you, but you know, some some months I'm like, oh my gosh, like everything has to stop, but it really can't because I'm experiencing, you know, really bad cramps or headaches, fatigue, bloating, you name it. I've really tried a lot of things. And while I think I've gotten most of my symptoms under control, it doesn't mean they still don't happen and kind of disrupt my flow. So I was really excited to find Deloon and recommend it to a lot of my friends and they have been absolutely loving it. I was talking to a friend the other day that experienced like really, really bad periods, cramps and just all these symptoms. And she was so happy uh, to try Deloon. She's noticed that her symptoms have subsided. They don't last as long. They're not as intense and she can really just be in her life, which is really nice. So Deloon Nutritional Solutions are dietitian formulated to work with your cycle health, not against it. It'll help you all month long while also relieving your cramps and PMS during your period. Deloon creates effective drug-free supplements for period cramps, PMS, and optimal cycle health. So you can get the relief you need naturally, which I'm all about, and start feeling like your best self. So if you want high potency, fast acting supplements for your period cramps, PMS, and really getting your cycle health in its 
prime top condition, like 92% of their customers report that relief, try to loon. Leave bad periods behind and start the new year off with 23% off. Go to cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. If Deloon isn't the right match for you, your money back is guaranteed. That's cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. Just being like, oh, I have to go to Ikea. Or I have to go yeah. to wherever the place was. It has to be like a couch that's, you know, like I think our first couch we got in Venice was like on Craigslist. It was like $300. And I was like, oh, this is what you do, which is totally fine. But then I realized I'm like, oh, I can, like as you get older, you want pieces that last longer and mm-hmm. you want to invest in your space mm-hmm. more. And so it was kind of like the permission to be like, oh, I can invest yeah. and feel really good where I live. Like it doesn't need to be furniture that I don't really care about or I don't really love. It just kind of needs to be there, all of that sort of thing. And I think the money story things are really huge. And in your book, you talk a lot about you know the river of abundance and feeling into that. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, the river of abundance. So I equated it in the book and I still feel this like, because I grew up rafting. That was like Mm. our Disney World. We never went to Disney World. We never went anywhere that required money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, so we went river rafting. Very Colorado. Yeah. And I grew up in Idaho, but river rafting down the river of no return. Yeah. Mm. And so like anytime, like I... And I literally, even during the times when we were growing this business or just me growing into the human I am, because it's not really about the business. It's really me growing into my potential. I would sit by rivers and just like put my dreams out through like I'd pluck a flower and throw it in the river and just watch it go down. And I'm always thinking about where can I get into the greatest flow of letting the dreams come and everything flow. Like I'm meant to be wealthy, like my greatest my greatest way I can show up, I know because I have these big dreams, I've got to have some resources to do it. So the river is really this reminder that anytime you have a negative thought, you're, t- you're swimming upstream, which is very difficult in a river if anyone's ever tried to swim upstream. Even the lazy river mm-hmm. is very difficult to mm-hmm. swim upstream. So watching your negative thoughts, because that's as soon as you're swimming upstream. So always checking in. Are you talking about being tired? Are you talking about being busy? Are you talking about having lack? Are you talking about um, people? Are you t- Anything mm-hmm. that's in a negative spin is swimming upstream. So you're always wanting to be like that flower or that stick and float. So just speak into the positivity of where you're going and, and trusting in that flow. Mm. And from there, that's where all... All things come in as far as abundance. So it's I, like I so. allowing it. Yeah. I mean, I've watched in my own life yeah. and my clients' lives. I mean, it sounds so whimsical when we talk about it over like these microphones, mm-hmm. but no, it's truly true. Mm-hmm. What yeah. do, you, do you ever not believe it? Like, what do you do about that? You know, because I always, and I'm and saying that because I always, I'm not sure what's the truth. And I did a lot of my mindset when I was younger and I think it really helped, but like, I've always thought about, you know, what if, do you believe that by saying it enough, you begin to believe it? Or do you believe that there is a process of fully integrating, like say for your broke you, like you before you had, you know, $47 in your bank account and you're going to the river and you're like, I am rich, I am wealthy. 
was there a part of you that didn't believe or did you have to like energetically set yourself up to try and believe or what is that like from like an energetic perspective? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, so I, this is my belief system and this is also from studying the power of the mind. Like mm-hmm. we're just a bunch of neurons like mm-hmm. that are firing, right? So you can actually, what your mind is firing is what actually starts to conspire in the body and externally, right? So what your neuron neurologically putting out through words, through thoughts, through energy, energy being your emotion, right? Are you angry? Are you feeling this sense of restriction and lack and nervousness about not having enough? Or are you feeling like, yeah, there's more where that came from. That's a great statement. There's like, anytime I get an idiot tax, I always am like an idiot tax means something that I did Mm -hmm. dumb that required money I'll be like (laughs) there's more where that came from yes you know um I'm learning there's more where that came from um so yeah it's a little bit of both Mm -hmm. right so because it's not like you just believe it and that's going to happen like I don't I wasn't always believing it but the more you say it inevitably it will change Mm -hmm. you will your Mm -hmm. system will grab a hold of it and it will shift within your system Mm -hmm. so you got to keep up with it it's like anyone who's like I don't like journaling it doesn't work for me I'm like, well, you probably did it two or three times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you got to be consistent with anything. It's like, well, I just worked out for this whole week and I still didn't lose all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't look any different. It's all about consistency and things start to shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Who are some people that you look up to that are your mentors? I thought a lot about that. If I mean, you have any. I don't actually have any that are living. Mm, cool. That I, I think that we're all just doing the best we can and mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I mean, I look up to a lot Mm -hmm. of, I mean, a lot of my, well, I would say the mentors that I have are not ones that are on social media. Mm -hmm. There wouldn't even be someone you would know because they're the ones who I think are living truly into the breath that I think I'm always still striving Mm -hmm. to get to, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're just in that joy and understanding even on a deeper level of what stuff I get tied up into Mm -hmm. in the human realm. Mm -hmm. But, uh, the people that I've looked up to and granted, maybe if I met them, I wouldn't, but mm-hmm. they're fun for me to think about. Obviously, I've mentioned his name, but Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. I um, I feel a deep reverence and respect. You know, I mean, I can look up to a lot of people, but like when it comes to a really a deep reverence for, I would say he's my main. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I think it changes too, like whatever season you're in. You know, you can be like, oh, I'm really into this person right now or I'm really inspired by this person. And so it's hard sometimes to have someone that's like your everlasting totally. person. We, you you know? start to learn more and more too. You're like, ah. Yes, it's like, it's yes. like your parents. You're like, dang. A hundred percent. I'm excited to talk about the book. I'm excited to talk about Earth Echo. Mm-hmm. What should we talk about first? Let's talk a little bit about the book since I think some of the, the topics that we talked about in this interview are in the book, even like the relationship stuff, the abundance stuff. So I'd love to hear more about embracing abundance. Yeah, you know, this book came from abundance and thought because even my first book with Hay House, I didn't have a agent. I never reached out to them. They came to me through an intention of me writing down and meditating. Um, Wow. So, you know, Hay House had come to me about my first book and asked me to write about whatever I wanted to write about and do it in six weeks. So that was that first book. And then I got done with that and I thought I wasn't writing another book for a while. And they called me again and it was right before, it was December, right before, um, you know, 2020 hit. And they were like, we feel like another book's ready to happen. Do you have any ideas of what you want to write about next? And I was like, 
I gave him like five because I'm like, that's who I am. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I can't pigeonhole some stuff in my mind. I'm like, oh, I, I'm excited about all these things. And, and she, uh, who's baddie gifted at Hay House, it's just such a dear soul. She was like, I just feel like people really want to know how you're doing this. Like, how are you creating these abundance in your relationship and as a mom and as a businesswoman? And she's like, it, it's, because she knows more about my businesses and knows more about my life. And so she's like, I think people would really like to just know these practical things that you are doing mm. and in a really practical way. And I was like, and I, I think it would be really cool. So we kind of brainstormed it. She said, it'd be really cool if you could do it in really short stories, something that someone could just read for like five minutes and walk away with something that would move the needle forward in that particular area. And for me, I've always been like, I don't want to just talk about money. Like to me, abundance is a 360 degree experience. It's money is just one teeny aspect of abundance. And I wanted to talk about health and I wanted to talk about relationships and fun times and the things that are abundant and and that ultimately make up the greatest happiness. Like we get to have it all. And so it's these short stories of you can take away from it's either a myth or it's a personal story from me or someone that's a legend that's done it. And then these small little movements that I've personally done every single one in my journey that you can implement that day for throughout the week and start to see the miracle, start to get a grasp of the hope that's opening your eyes to this abundance that's waiting, waiting to mm. embrace you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love the piece about, you know, money is such a small part of abundance. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that is so true. Um, well, I'm excited. It's coming out September 14th. There we go. Yeah. So they can sure get it now, which is even better. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And Earth Echo Foods, um, I just have found it to be such a beautiful ritual. And I feel like now that I'm in New York, something like that is so grounding. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so I would love to, yeah, just learn more about the inspiration behind starting a food company. It's not easy. We we don't know personally, but we've heard mm-hmm. many a story of just how difficult it can be and to have such high quality mm-hmm. and to retain like the intention yes. and the integrity is is a, is not always easy. Yeah, I it means a lot to me that you can actually understand that because I don't know if everyone can fully understand because there's a difference between putting food or a product out into the world and putting something that's actually cultivated organically, you know, regenerative, thinking about the not only the plants and the soil and the giving back of Mother Earth, but it's like the farmer, like all the way down and then to the packaging, mm-hmm. right? Like thinking about, oh man, I just put these amazing ingredients in plastic. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, like I got to think about this. Like I'm not, I'm contributing to the problem versus helping, you know? Mm-hmm, and so we've mm-hmm. thought about a lot of that, you know, it's actually Peter Kelly who phrased this is mother earth is our CEO. Mm-hmm. And we take that on so literally that, you know, every decision we are making is like asking her, like, is that the right one? Because mm-hmm. just because it's a, a great ingredient that could help people, if it's massively, massively consumed, are we actually creating more problem mm-hmm. for it? So that's something that we're always checking in on. But how Earth Echo came about was I'm just a lover of indigenous ways. It's Mm -hmm. been a secret, not so much a secret anymore, but I used to like, I I put out intention to be where no blonde haired, blue eyed girl would be, you know, Mm -hmm. and was always wanting to learn from like 
the indigenous tribes that no one knows about that haven't been diluted with Mm -hmm. these other ideas that just really held on to sacred ritual that's been passed on. And I know, and I feel it to my bones and the ones that I have had the privilege of visiting, they have this wisdom that I know could heal our planet Mm -hmm. so much. And I'm like, when I go and I get to sit in circle, it's, been one of the most profound like learnings for me um, has helped my life tremendously. And so one in particular, I was sitting in circle and obviously cacao got passed around, but it wasn't bitter cacao. It, it They had fused with some turmeric and they had put honey in there and, and some cinnamon. And it was just like super delicious. And at the time, I didn't really know all the science behind it, but I was always into superfoods, but I was like drinking this elixir and I was having like this amazing experience and they had me set an intention and they were like in seven days, this intention's going to happen. And they were talking about the heart opening of raw cacao and all these ingredients. And so when I was in that circle, you know, I had one intention, but I also was like, oh my gosh, I've got to bring cacao and this heart opener and the anandamide in the cacao to the world. Like maybe it doesn't even matter if they understand it. If they drink it, their hearts will be open and they'll connect in a different way with one another because I was feeling it in my own system. But then seven days later, the thing that I had intended was manifesting. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like this is something really powerful. So for two years, I was every time I'd go in nature, it was like, you have to do this. And it was like, oh, add lacuma, add mesquite. Like it was being shown to me. So then I started just mixing in my kitchen and having my community. I told my community, because we have like 1.5 million on the email list. I was literally giving them exact recipe. I was like, drink this, like make this in your kitchen. And they were making it and people were writing it, like writing in one after like depression. Like we can't say any of these claims, but they were telling us all about these things that were happening to them. And I was like, team, we have to do this. I know we don't know anything about creating like a superfood company, but we have to do this. And then finally they were like, she's not going to stop talking about this. And I knew (laughs) it was going to happen. They were like, you don't know if it's going to be successful. I was like, I I know, I know it is. Like, I know it is. Like, I get that you want to split test this stuff and you have to have all your numbers just go. And they finally did. And the first launch day, it was a massive success. The numbers in like product companies, like it was... It was extreme. And I was like, this isn't because we did something right. It was because we did what was right with what it was in our hearts, not. Mm -hmm. And so ever since then, that's been the the behind the nemesis, like of really what was going on indigenously and what were those pure ingredients and certain things for remedies for different parts of the body. And so that's where all the other ingredients are coming from as well. And we have some really amazing things coming down the pipeline as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But cacao bliss was the start of it all. And I never thought it was going to be a bunch of products. I really thought it was just going to be cacao, but it just keeps growing. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I kept creating. What is, Mm -hmm. do you know anything about the science of cacao? Like, what is it doing? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've now, I'm obsessed with cacao now. Um, You know, there's two things that are happening and I'll keep, try to keep this because I'm a nerd and I could go off forever and people might roll their eyes back. But the one, Mm -hmm. the biggest one is anandamide. Now there's only two foods in the world that contain anandamide. Now anandamide is what's released in your body when you're making love, like truly euphoric lovemaking, anandamide is released in the body. It's also when you feel like this deep connection with someone, you're just like feeling this high joy when you've ever felt that anandamide is being released in the body. So it's this type of mushroom and cacao, raw cacao, ceremonial grade being the best, contains this anandamide. And that's why when it's consumed, you feel 
a sense of euphoria. Your heart opens. You feel connected to whoever you're drinking it with, maybe even more connected to yourself, you know, this more reverence and grace for yourself. And then it contains theobromine. And a lot of people are like, that's caffeine. It's different than caffeine. Theobromine is what's like released in the body, like Mm -hmm. opens up all the cells of the oxygen in the body, right? So it's helped with Alzheimer's, um, making you feel like clear in the brain. Like it's opening up all those oxygen centers in the brain so that you can... Like I always say, I drink it when I'm like, okay, I want to set an intention, but I also want to be really clear and efficient. Mm. And that's when I do my biggest writing. I'll do whatever project I've got going on. Um, it seems to flow easier. And I know it's mm. also it's not only intentional, but it's also chemical. Mm. Wow. Whoa. Last question. Have you done them in groups of women? Like how healing has that been to do it with women? Or do you do it with your husband? Or when do you do ceremony? Well, Actually, which I thought was so brilliant of him, Dave Asprey asked me at his event to keynote with cacao ceremony, which I was like, are you sure you want me to introduce my cacao over your bulletproof coffee? (laughs) Um, But what nice. He's like, I'm making one now. (laughs) And it was funny because they came back and the MC and some of the workers and they're like, this is 2000, very scientific people. Don't be sad if they don't like receive this very openly. Like, you know, they were trying to prep me that these guys might not be Mm -hmm. as open as I would want them to be. And I'm like, I knew what was about to happen. And it literally was the most powerful. So they literally passed out 2000 cups of cacao, of my cacao out into this audience of these, all these different biohackers. And we did this massive intention where we called in the ancestors, it was meditation. And then everybody held hands at the end. Mm. And there were grown men weeping and people were in their heart. And it was really, really profound. But I've done them like at A-fests in different parts of the country. I mean, I've done them in women's circles, but also it doesn't really matter. Even if someone's not even aware, the cacao is medicine and Mm -hmm. it's doing what it's going to do. So Powerful. Beautiful, powerful. I can't wait for our community to connect with you. Mm-hmm. First, the book is coming out September mm-hmm. 14th, but how else can they connect with you? Mm. Your work. Wow. Um, I got a new website ready. Oh, you do? Yeah, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> yeah, so maybe in about a, a week or two, go to DanetteMay.com. Yes. You can go to the old website, but um, I we generate um, content every day of the year. Mm-hmm. So every day we send out an email. So just of content, you know, obviously wow. we do sell in some of them, but I'm, it's all about just how can we conserve and how can we show up? And so if you just need wisdom around food, you need wisdom around nutrition, maybe some mindset stuff, you can go to YouTube or you can go to the website. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. This is so good. So much fun. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Danette. Danette's company is Earth Echo, and they have amazing cacao. I actually just drank some of their green juice. It was incredible. You can find her on Instagram at the Danette May, D-A-N-E-T-T-E, May, M-A-Y, and she's DanetteMay.com. You can... Get her new book, Embrace Abundance Now, everywhere books are sold. Thank you all so much for listening. For all things Almost 30, make sure you check out almost30.com. Follow us on Instagram at almost30podcast. I'm at Lindsay Simsick. And I'm, it's Krista. 
And thank you, thank you, thank you to our sponsors. Um, As you all know, if you've been listening for a while, we partner with brands that we love, use ourselves, and we vet these brands for you. So thank you, Daily Harvest, Element, and Joybird. Love you guys. Thank you.